What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's time. It's time for the Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast. And I'm your host, Wayne, as always, joined by... Paul. And we are going to talk AEW because we don't talk about WWE on this podcast unless we have to. I don't think much other than Vince selling a $100 fucking t-shirt... Did you see that that shirt? He's no, selling? I mean I saw the I saw that you know the WWE on top of uh, promoting gambling to children uh, promoted uh, weed smoke to children. Oh, the four twenty shirt. Yeah. So apparently that shirt is so popular and sold out or something like that um, that Randy Orton convinced them to. Because it was supposed to be a one day only for 420. He convinced them to do it like another day to get like more in so more people can buy it on 421. Because apparently, according to him, every day is 420 to some people. I mean, again, gambling. Oh, wait, let's not forget alcohol because there was like Mike's Hard Lemonade at like WrestleMania. Yes. And now, pot smoking. So apparently, the trifecta of uh, things that you should be selling to children. Apparently, Vince has lightened up on the marijuana ban backstage. I mean, that doesn't really do Rob Van Dam any good, now does it? No. But again, we're not talking about WWE and Vince McMahon's stupid choices. We're going to talk about Tony Khan, AEW, and the things that they're doing. Because they were in town last week. Yeah. Not this week. Last week. Uh, I missed the show. You were there. You were on camera. Yeah. From what I've... Front and center for that punk match, which was... Uh, I was... I got so many, like... So for the punk match was the beginning of Dynamite and um I got so many text messages and Justin's neighbor that I've met a couple times apparently they watch wrestling and I think the wife his wife texts Justin a picture of me on the TV and say like is that Paul your friend and then Justin sent it to me. Simpson like was texting me, saying that he seen me on TV. You was texting me. No, n- and no signs advertising shit. <laughs> I fucking I was at work. <laughs> so the day of the show, I was I had to work. I got off at. I was supposed to get off at three. I left at two thirty. Rushed home back back to Shalmet. Took a shower. Try to eat something because I knew I wasn't going to eat nothing at the fucking place. And um, hauled ass back because um, Will Call was going to open at 4 o'clock for the VIP tickets. And so from Chalmette to UNO, I'm flying, blaring fucking Casino Ray. Over and over. It was on loop. Like, it was just fucking playing on loop. And I was at a stoplight and have this Japanese fucking wrestling theme song blaring in my truck. 
and these people next to me just looked at me weird. <laughs> so I get there, and um, there's the AEW trucks with all the fucking people on the side of it. And then I get to the will call right when they start letting people in. They got to let us in because of um, the meet and greets. So they were doing the meet and greet of Jamie Hader. Yeah, Jamie Hader, Dan Housing, and FTR. Tickets went on sale at noon that day. And I was going to buy Dan Housing and FTR. I was going to try to convince Dan Housing to come to um, Tim's fucking convention. Try to book him. And then I just wanted to meet FTR. And then I looked at the price of the tickets to meet these people. Jamie Hader, 25 bucks. All right, that's cool. FTR, $60. That's fine. I'll pay $60 to meet fucking FTR. Basically, it's 30 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Dan Housing, $75 by himself. I was like, all right, Dan, you got to calm down. Nobody knew who the fuck you are. <laughs> I don't know. He was making a shit ton of money on the Indies before all of this. But still, nobody heard of Dan Housing. He, he was making a shit ton of money, but he was like Orange Cassidy before he went to AW. Nobody really knew who fucking Orange Cassidy was. Unless you were a diehard fucking wrestling fan who knew the like, Indies. You know, Dan Housing showed up to a massive reaction. Like, yeah, he got Wrestling a huge fans knew who he was. Because it was in Chicago. But again, wrestling fans knew who he was. Yeah. The only way I knew who he was was because of um he was showing up on the toy hunts with with um Egon and mm-hmm. all of them. And then I started watching like his actual matches and stuff like that on the indies. It's gonna be weird trying to like showcase his style of wrestling to AEW. I mean, especially since his first match it was going to be Hook. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be doing the tequila dance. Because that's one thing he's known for. Is he, he might. Doing the Pee Wee Herman tequila. He might. I mean. Also, his draw of teeth. I'm guessing they're going to bring that out. I mean, he's got, he's been wearing, he's got the teeth all in his gear. I mean, you got to. I mean, he has to, his whole fucking bit, his yeah. teeth. Like him and fucking Britt. So, I get in, you get a, I got the super VIP tickets, because I was second row. Dude, there were third row tickets at one point for 200 bucks a pop. Yeah, my... Behind, like, I was, like, had it been pre-Tornado, yeah, I'd I'd have probably went for those. Hard camera side, or yeah, well, it would have been like right behind y'all, like right behind it. Was it, it had been like maybe three, like it was they were resells, but they were like I don't know, like they were on camera and it was two tickets on camera, oh, okay. third row. Oh, yeah, where Vega was, yeah, around that spot, yeah, somebody would have bought it because. That's what I'm saying. They didn't last long. They were yeah. gone. Um, so then they opened up a whole crap ton of like 
tickets, like first run tickets. I don't know why they weren't there before. That's how I got mine. Like when it got delayed for like a fourth time, a third time <coughs> last year, mm-hmm. that's when I jumped on Ticketmaster and I found my ticket on second row and it was like a legit ticket. Um, because they sold it at face value. Yeah, because the corn it was the tickets they released were in the corner. Um, so if I'm looking at you, would have been over here in the corner, like that whole section was like first run tickets, and they just popped Close up to the stage or away from the stage, away from the stage. Yeah. So okay. like that whole where the corner like. To the right hand side, if to your left, if you're looking at the camera, yeah, like that corner, like they just opened that whole section. Like they weren't resale tickets; they mm. were, I don't know what the hell happened. They probably just added seats, um, because with a super VIP, I got a lunchbox with a water cup like a in it in a poster which I thought I was going to try to get autographed but no wrestlers like WWE shows like house shows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. or raw shows like they'll go around the whole fucking audience and slap hands not AEW they get about like they'll slap a couple hands and then they get in the ring and then after the match they come out and then they go straight to the back. Like, they don't really interact with fans on the side that much. I mean, there's not a lot of dead... Like, the whole thing is there's not a lot of dead air on an AEW this is, show. This is even after the show. This is during dark or dark elevation, I, I guess. They wasn't really doing that. But um, you also get get to go into the VIP lounge, which was just a mini bar with chicken tenders and bouillon and... I think jambalaya in that. So it wasn't... You did get some food to eat. I mean, eat. I'd have tore that shit up. If I wanted to eat it before, I probably would have tried the jambalaya and stuff like that. And then they escort you through the back hallways where the wrestlers get dressed and all that stuff to the ring where where I got to take a picture with the AEW belt at ringside. And then... I had to email them like a couple days ago to say, hey, I haven't gotten a link to get to my pictures. So they had to send that to me. Um, <clears throat> going to merch early wasn't not much of a selection of merch because um, like you said, when we talked about beforehand is all their t-shirts they do online. Yeah, so... <clears throat> so at the show, they it's only... selective what they bring in bulk. They only had like five different shirts. Two of them were AEW shirts, one Darby shirt, I think one Young Bucks shirt, and a Danhousing shirt. And I think the Danhousing shirt was fucking more expensive than all the other shirts. So, I mean, was that maybe shirts that you couldn't get at other merch stands? I don't know. I only went to one merch stand there, so I don't know if there was separate, like, different items at different merch stands, because... They also had a, a tote. Because you got to figure, they got to have, they got to have like punk merch. Yeah, they had a punk shirt. That was the other shirt. 
his like Chicago mm-hmm. style fucking shirt. Um, they had at least six different action figures autographed by like the AEW toys autographed by the wrestler. And so I picked up an MJF one. Um, which was a decent, like a hundred bucks for autographed MJF figure. But also they had like Penta. They had, um, not the young bucks together, but like Matt Jackson or Nick Jackson by themselves mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They had a Cody thing, but, um, so once the show starts, Doc Elevation was being taped. Andrade versus Angel um, was the first match. And Andrade is fucking huge in person. Yeah, he's not a small man. That dude, like, TV does him no fucking justice. That man is massive. He is a fucking brick house. Um, Doc Elevation was basically all the squash stuff. Um some of the local talent that we know was in one of the matches. Fuck them. Yeah. And so um, I was yelling one of their names because he he pretended like he was hurt after the match and they were all out in front of where I was sitting. And I'm yelling his name and he just wouldn't look at me. Oh, yeah. I would have oh, got him to do it. <laughs> oh, I'd have got him to break. Um, I'd have got him to break in the match. That's just it. Like, have you gone back and watched that Dog Elevation? No, I have not watched it yet. Okay, so the first match was Andrade versus Angel. Uh, five. Five. Yeah. Um, Andrade squashed him, of course. Doc Order didn't even come out to ringside. Um, and then they had... <clears throat> Chris Statlander basically introduced her new character on that dock elevation, like her docker mm-hmm. fucking side of Statlander squashed the local talent. Also crowd was fucking great. Like it wasn't a hundred percent full for dock elevation, but it was that whole night from the beginning to the end of dynamite. It was like the NXT crowd. Which is, which is, I guess, uh, really, I mean, it's the smaller, because, let's face it, we know for a fact New Orleans is not that great a wrestling town. No. And we've both been to WWE shows where the crowd's been horrible. I was scared. That was the one thing I was, there there was two things I was scared going into the show. One, ticket sales. And two, how the crowd's going to react. Is it going to be like those WWE shows where you went to where the crowd was just silent? Yeah. And didn't fucking react to anything in the ring. But it was the complete op. It was literally like the NXT show we went to. Mm-hmm. How fucking... Cha- so so it's, yeah, it was an actual rest. The, 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 the few wrestling... like the, the small segment of actual wrestling fans in the city. Yes. There was a... Like my section I was sitting in the fucking... The 100 section behind me especially the 100 section behind me was really good fucking about cheering and starting chants and stuff like that. Um, like, there was a Justin Roberts chant. 
there was a fucking Paul um, Turner chant. Like, any referee that came out, we would chant for the referee. Fucking Sky Blue came out for her squash match. We would fucking chant her name. Um, Justin Roberts was very good, like, in between, like, getting the crowd hype and stuff like that and just kind of doing shit with the crowd. Um, Tony Nice had a dark match with Smart Mark mm-hmm. coming out with him. And I'm trying to yell at him <laughs> to get his attention. Um, he was he was really good playing up to the crowd, like Mark. So he like he did his fucking job trying to get the the crowd to boo fucking Tony and doing all this stuff and like interacting. When somebody yelled at at Mark, him being quick witted, mm-hmm. having a having a uh, reply back. Um. And then they had the six-woman tag. Emma, the bunny, and somebody else. Maybe Jamie Hayter? I can't remember. Versus um, Sheeta, Anna Jay, and Ruby Soho. Anna Jay, fucking gorgeous in person. Still can't wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking looks amazing. In person. So, all these matches were extremely short. What do you mean? They are. The the dark 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 elevation matches are short. These are. You fit so many in a show. These are very fucking short. Like, the women's match. You go and watch that women's match. Like, it was just. Anna Jay didn't really do much. Ruby didn't really do much. Cheetah didn't really do much. Like, they each had their little fucking get their spots in. And then the bad Emma and the bunny and all them had some spots, but it was it was over very quickly. And then the main event for Dark Elevation was um, Private Party and... I think Butcher and the Blade, maybe? No. No, it was... Um, God, Angelico? Angelico. Angelico and somebody else. Versus um, Top Flight and the Hardys. So, I text you, Jeff Hardy just had a huge fucking botch. Mm-hmm. And I think he's hurt. I went back and rewatched. So, the spot is Jeff Hardy gets tagged. Jeff Hardy... Fucking super over with the crowd. Just the Hardys in general. Like, as soon as their fucking music hit, that place exploded. And so, um, the spot is Jeff runs to the corner and kind of climbs the ropes and does, like, his little flip Mm -hmm. back onto the person. He got about halfway up and falls straight down, like, hitting every turnbuckle on the way down. And I'm like, Fuck, Jeff just fucked up a spot. And then he was kind of out for most of the match. I went back and watched Dark Elevation when it came out just to see how how do they fucking play around this, this botch. Not realizing, I'd never seen Max Cast, not Max Cast, um, Isaac hit the fucking top rope to make him slip and fall. So it wasn't a botch. It wasn't a botch. It was planned. The other, the other botch that was real. 
that happens later on in the night. But yeah, I I because I was so focused on Hardy in the corner, I didn't see in the opposite corner that he fucking shook the rope. But yeah, um, of course they went Dante Martin. Dude, his fucking air he gets under those fucking on those leaps and shit, like his dives and mm-hmm. Jesus <clears throat> Christ, the amount of air he gets. He should be in basketball. That dude. You know, he has, I was I was wondering why he didn't wrestle with his brother this week. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> it was uh, Moriarty. Uh, yeah, Moriarty, him, and, and Anderson. Anderson. And, and yeah. So. And it looked like they were having the time of their life, too, because it's like they got to team with the fucking Hardys. Yeah. And so, um, once again, Jeff hits that swanton really, like, all on top of the fucking dude. <laughs> I mean, his swantons now are just, like, it's not even. Supposedly, Jeff is, like, Matt on Twitter is, like, defending him. It's like, this is how you're supposed to do a swanton. I mean, it is technically how you're supposed to do one. It protects him. Like, he's finally learning to protect himself. It just looks like he damn near knocks himself out when he does it because he lands with his head instead of his, like, rolling off. The person like a pill, like he's laying on him like a pillow. He's landing with his head over here on the canvas, his back across the person. Well, this one, especially <clears> last <throat> week, like his debut debut match, when he hits the swanton, his whole body is landing on top of the person. Well, I mean, it's technically it's, it is what it is because that person should be like protecting himself, bridging up to catch the person, you know, to catch him. Yeah, you, you know, coming down. So, as this is going on, Dynamite's just about to start. People are, the first row in front of me is starting to fill up, except the seat directly in front of me. This person hasn't shown up yet. So, in the seat next to that, the guy finally showed up at the end of dark. So, I told the guy on the left, like, hey, if nobody takes a seat, I'm, is it okay for me to jump up here? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then the, the guy on the right-hand side of the seat came, finally came, and I asked him. And he's like, oh, that, t- that ticket sold like an hour ago because I seen it online, and I was about to buy it for a friend, but he couldn't go. Somebody else bought it like soon after. So I don't know if this guy's showing up. So I was like, all right. So Doc is, I mean, Dynamite is starting. They do the pyro and stuff like that. I hop over the seat and, and sit down. For the punk match. And the whole time, if you watch me on TV, I'm constantly looking to the left. Yep. Because every time somebody came through that tunnel and showed the ticket to the fucking uh, security people and they want to show them where their seat is, I'm, I'm thinking that's the guy finally showing up. So the whole fucking match, I'm cheering. Everybody's cheering for punk. There's a very mixed, like, a lot of punk chants, but then there was a Ciro, uh mm. Miero chants, and I was a part of that. I was starting to get into the match and stuff like that. Punk does, I don't know why he tries to do, I, I guess it was top flo- top rope Spanish fly or something he was going to try to do, or her, top rope Huracanrana. No, he went to go do, he went to pull, do a Huracanrana. 
But a stand-in Huracanada? Yeah, he went to, like, do the Mexican-style, like... Yeah. So, he falls, and this proves how great of a wrestlers Penta and Punk are. One, Penta doesn't speak English, and then have this botch happen, trying to make it up on the fly, to instantly, for Punk to instantly know to make this into a fucking work this into the match to make it look like he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Which he he didn't. Yeah, because he does the spot like yeah, he does five, the spot. He th- does the spot again like in like five minutes later. Yeah, so but to play off that his leg is fucked up. And the crowd was also at the beginning of Dynamite, everybody shows up packed house. Even on the docks like even on the the hard cam side, all those seats are fucking taken. There's nothing tapered off. And people are red hot. There was like dueling chance for Penta and all that stuff. When Penta caught the, the go to sleep knee, the fucking place erupted. Um, um, God, what's his name? Um, Penta's manager. Um, oh, Alex. Alex. Onside, fucking going crazy and stuff like that, getting the crowd hyped and stuff like that. So the match ends, Punk celebrating. And there the fucking, the dude walks through the tunnel as he's celebrating for the seat. So I immediately noticed, because first they bring him to the opposite side, thinking that side, because he had seat five. So he must have thought seat mm-hmm. one started on that side. And then notice all those seats are taken. So then he comes back around and talks to security again, and security's pointing towards me. So I'm like, all right, jig is up. I fucking hurry up and leap over, and the dude came and sat in front of me. And he wasn't a small boy either. No, he he's was a, not. He's a big, big hunk of person. He was a sturdy boy. And I was like, I told you, I'm like, of course it's gonna be some big fat motherfucker yeah. who's just gonna completely block all the whole time. So, the kid was nice. Like, um, he was live streaming it the whole time on Instagram. Fucking idiots. Um, until I think his battery died like halfway through the show. <clears throat> but yeah, he showed up like an hour. I mean, uh, he missed the first match. And then, um, and then the rest of the night, it was just fucking like the crowd was red hot the whole fucking time. Chance all the time. Um, so when MJF took the captain and threw him against the guardrail right in front of where I was sitting, mm-hmm. there is no fucking, like brace for those guard rails. Like there's, it's not attached to nothing. Like as soon as he hit it, that thing fucking flew into like almost the second row into everybody in the first row got fucking hit hard to where one dude was standing up right in front of when he got fucking whipped into it, Mm -hmm. knocked him out of his seat onto the ground. And then he got up and he's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But yeah, it's, that fucking guardrail. Yeah, because they're supposed right to in. be. They're supposed to have those hooked. They're supposed to be hooked in, which then doesn't allow them to. To to, to bend. Yeah. As much, but they don't. I, I don't know that they always do that. Nope. And then um, Wadlow came out dressed as security, like literally right there next to me, a couple seats down, like that little section. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and then the local talent that we worked with was security for Dynamite. And um, 
Oh, I'd have got him the break. <laughs> oh, I would have got him the break. They were the second wave of security. Yeah. So they were they were by the ramp. Um, a, a fucking golf player who fucking keeps himself unshaved. And doesn't know golf. Yeah, and doesn't know golf. Yeah, because that's what a fucking <laughs> golf gimmick should be. I do say, all right, to their credit. So basically, their match against the Dark Order, it was a it was an eight man tag, a four man tag, of eight man tag or whatever. Um, Evil Uno, Stu, Silva, and Reynolds. Silver, fucking super over. He probably got the second loudest pop. <laughs> Of the night. People were going nuts for him. And, um, w- the one kid who I didn't recognize took eight most of the finishers because it was a fucking, it was like everybody hit their finisher. They never really got much offense in. Um, he did a good job eating the finishes. I give him that. Which tells me he's the one with the most talent, because that's what that—that's who—that's who that ends up being, the one who's able to actually take all all the other moves. Because I want to say it was either him or one of the 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 brother tag teams, like the the twins looking mm-hmm. ones. One of them took Silver's. You know how Silver does that. Him and Reynolds does the the German suplex yeah. into this, into this, into this, like the little combo thing. I think one of them hit that, got that one. Um. The other person that we know, I don't know what he he didn't take much. Well, he like, isn't good enough to take anything. He didn't. Um, I have to go back and watch it to see what happened to him. But I'm trying to think of what else. Um, oh, I got to see Rapungi Vice. They wrestled on dark. So I got to see Rocky Romero mm-hmm. and Trent. Um, but yeah, Dynamite was awesome like to see live because that crowd was so hot and stuff like that. And it just reminded me so much of the NXT. And then afterwards, um, you got Tony Khan come out after. Because, all right, I, I, let me go back to the Joe Suzuki match. I wore my fucking King Suzuki Suzuki gun fucking shirt. So when he was coming out, everybody's cheering for Joe. I'm fucking screaming for Suzuki. I yelled fucking Kazina Ray like when it hit uh, during the song. And so apparently somebody counted. There was 104 chops during that match. This is ridiculous. I was going nuts during that fucking that match, and I was the pretty much the only one in my section cheering for Suzuki throughout the match. Um, hearing those chops live, it sounds like fucking shotguns were going off. Some of those chops, oh, because they would that would they would that was full full force. That was yeah, especially them. They literally opened the first five minutes of that match just chopping the shit out of each other. And then um, Suzuki and them were outside. They look at each other. I think the referee got to like an eight or a nine count. They just look at each other and Suzuki, 
Suzuki says something in Japanese and points to the fucking ring. They get back in the ring and then they just start chopping each other again. And they were chopping in front of, in front of me like on the outside. It was fucking awesome. It was a it was a Suzuki match that you came to see. Yeah. And then him trying to power drive do the gotch power driver on fucking Joe and that and just decided not to and just started fucking slapping him instead, chopping him. And then we get to the finish. I was like, all right, of course fucking Suzuki's going to lose this and drop the belt. There's no way he's going to beat Joe in his fucking first match. So Joe wins. Lights go out. I can see a dark silhouette getting to the ring. Because this is after Jay, uh, Jay Lethal and Sanji came out and did the present thing. Yeah, very funny. Um, So the lights are out. I see the person getting in the ring, and I'm like, somebody yells Cesaro. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it's a fucking Claudio? Lights come on, and you're like, I'm looking at him from the side, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Is that Wallow? Because it was a tall guy with fucking slick back hair and mm. stuff like that. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then the crowd turned. Oh yeah, it was hor- It was a horrible finish. I don't know. How, I don't know how it sounded oh, it's, on. It's it's so bad. I don't know if you can hear it on TV. The chant. I don't know if they they blocked it out. Oh, I mean, what? I don't. You could hear the booze. Like it was. So not just booze. It was, who are you? Chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I. And then they did the fucking the finish with the skull crush. Yeah, it was. It was so bad. And so that's how they ended Dynamite. And still, and then everybody's booing and stuff like that. And then we start to chant. Um, they get on the mic and they, and they talk about it and stuff like that. And then we start to chant, we still don't know you. <laughs> and then Saji, Sanji, Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay gets on the mic. It's like, guess what? He doesn't give a shit. Who, um, you don't know who he is. Because he just beat your fucking your champion or whatever, and he starts laughing, like pulling a heel fucking thing, mm-hmm. trying to put his guy over. Dude is super tall. It's like seven foot. Still, nobody fucking knew who he was. I mean, supposedly he was a he played in the NBA. He was a, so he was a ho- basketball. Hopefully, player. he has some kind of mobility, more than what you know. So on, Vince's giants always have. So speaking of which. Um, Twitter just murdered this poor guy, calling him like the wish version of the great Kali. Yeah. Um, why do we get, why do we buy Kali when we got Kali at home? Mm-hmm. Type of, lots of those jokes, tons of those fucking jokes. Um, so it turns out the guy played for Dallas Mavericks. He's from India. Um, he has been training almost every day since like September or October or something like that. And supposedly according to, um, I forgot which wrestlers helping train him. It's like, you, you, you're going to be amazed when you see this fucking guy. Also, this is like the same week that he debuted. So I think they're trying to like save face. And then fucking Tony threw over through whoever produced that match under the bus. It's like, Oh, I didn't have nothing to do with that debut the way it ended. Um, a 15-year veteran came up, produced that match, <laughs> and I could have vetoed it, but I trust his judgment. So he fucking threw that, threw that dude under the bus. Be? 
Daniels? No. Or fucking Jay? I mean, the 15-year veteran. Jerry Lynn? Jerry, no, Jerry Lynn would be more than 15 years, though. But Jerry Lynn's like one of the, like Jerry Malenko? Lynn is a producer. Mal- no, Malenko would definitely be more than 15 <clears throat> years. Unless Sanjay did it himself. Unless he, unless it's a 15 plus year guy. So, yeah, maybe Sanjay did it himself. But supposedly, going back to the merger that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Once AEW is trying to do the fucking India, trying to make good in well, India. Well, I mean, here's, 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 here's the ultimate difference why I will give Tony Khan and AEW a break when it comes to breaking into markets. Vince has been around for how many years at this point? 40-something. Yeah, like WWF. Was it around before we were born? Was yeah, it, it was, was WWF. Was it his daddy before before we were born? He didn't take over until like 82. Okay, 80 so almost as long as we've been alive, the WWE in uh, as a national brand has been around. Yes. So 40 years. Tony now has to break into all these individual markets and get deals in all these individual markets he, for the first time. Vince Sr. didn't globally. It was yeah. It, it was, was Vince that did go like Vince made it like yeah. yeah. Vince globalized it. So what I'm saying. So Vince has had this global market mind frame from jump. Tony Khan is now having to break into all these markets. So I can forgive Tony for going. All right, I need a gimmick to get into India. At least you went and got somebody who was more athletic than I'm sorry. This dude at least looks like he can move better than Great Kali. Oh, that the next week after like. No, Rampage, I think. Yeah, it was Rampage. Yeah. Battle of the Belts. Um, they showcased him way better. Yeah. Like, he went in there, he double choke slammed the boys. He fucking... Yeah, he looked way better than... Jonathan Grissom was a fucking basketball to him because he just mm-hmm. kept fucking Dude, pounding Dude, he him literally is on his knees and Jonathan, he's as tall as Jonathan Grissom was standing up. Yeah. Um, also, I was kind of pissed that we didn't get a Rampage afterwards. But... um. So, it goes with the merger. Because a lot of people are scared with this merger. It's the same thing that happened at WCW. Yeah, Time they're Warner. not going to want... AOL Time AOL didn't want anything to do with wrestling. wrestling. So, people are scared that AEW might get fucking kicked off. Which, I don't think is going to happen. No. Because they're still one of the higher rated shows on those nights. Yeah, they're still pulling in close to a million to a little over a million people every week. No matter what. If anything, I could see the new people being like, why is Rampage at such a shitty time slot? God, I hope so. I hope they do change that. Because, I mean, they were at 7 o'clock this past week and only drew like 480. Like, put like I don't care. Put them up against SmackDown at 8 o'clock. Um, this week's Dynamite was 9.33, but... Everything's gonna take a hit because of basketball right now. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't go by the numbers. I mean, I here's the thing. I don't. What's the cross? Like I, I honestly, what's the crossover <clears throat> between these other? Like, I can see there being crossover on WWE to like basketball and football. 
because they're a casual product. And I don't see AEW as a casual product. So I don't know that they're... If their numbers are hurt by the NBA, then I, I don't know. Like, I'm not watching any other sport before I'm watching wrestling. Like, that's not happening. I mean, really, the only thing I'd probably watch before wrestling, if it was on at the same time, which is never going to be, would be F1. But, I mean, that's... Ah, football for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, like... Depending I'd, on the game. I'd I watch, mean... I'd watch the F1 race. All right. AEW was on at the same time as one of the, the Grand Prix. I'd watch the Grand Prix. I take that back. And I can watch the wrestling afterwards. If AEW was... It depends. If it's a Saints game against AEW, I would probably watch the Saints game. But any other game, I would watch AEW and then kind of flip back and forth. But um, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, Eddie Kingston, huge fucking ovation when he came out. That's the one thing I'm uh, like. I'm. I, I, it sucks that I, I didn't. I like. That's the one thing. Like, I didn't get to go see Eddie Love. Also, if you watch me, when uh. When Jericho came out and everybody's singing Fozzie, I don't know the fucking words. So I'm kind of, you can see me kind of mumbling my way through these words just to get to that one part that I actually do know. Um, and then um, I'm trying to think of any other highlights of the show. Uh, that's a, I kind of didn't like what they did with Ricky after the woods, like after the show. Like, let him actually talk, and they didn't let him do it. Oh, yeah, the Ricky. So, yeah, the Swerve. All right, so it was Keith Lee and Swerve versus Hobbs and Ricky Stocks. Ricky Stocks came out to a huge fucking ovation. Huge fucking ovation. Yeah, to the point where, like, you could literally see on camera he was crying. Oh, uh, was he? Like, you could see he was he literally had to like stop and like he was forcing himself not to cry. It sucks that he got that neck injury and was out for a year cuz he would be way bigger star. Oh yeah. Um so he came out to a huge fucking pop, a welcome home, mm-hmm. welcome back stuff and, and and shit like that. And then Swerve and Keith Lee came out. There was then people started doing a um whose house uh, they they got that started, so they get to the ring. Keith Lee is r- directly in front of me, in his corner, and I start the fucking Baskin's his glory chant, and he kind of looked at me and kind of um gave like a little head thing when we did the Baskin. It was a very fifty fifty crowd because. At one moment we're cheering for fucking Swerve and Keith Lee, and then another moment we're cheering. And um, I mean, here's the thing. powerhouse Hobbs and fucking like, stars. Here's the thing in 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 New Orleans, that was a match with four faces. Yes, that was not a heel versus face. That's not a heel team versus a face team. Especially when on that show, that was four faces. When Swerve did a fucking moonsault off of Keith Lee's off chest. Off of Keith Lee's chest. Is he the one who did that off the fat guy on the Indies? No, that was fucking Seth Rollins. Okay, I knew I knew that the spot existed. Yeah, Swerve used to do it on the Indies. 
But the one you're thinking of is um, Seth Rollins. Okay. Did it, I think, at a Chikara or a... No. It was either CZW or Chikara show. It might have been a CZW. I don't I don't know if he was in Chikara or not. But anyway, um, so yeah, he got a huge fucking pop um, for that. But yeah, it was a very dueling... It was a great fucking crowd. I just love how Cornette hated that match. Did he? He hated it. Oh, Jesus Christ. He hated it. It's so funny. Like, oh my God, it's so hilarious and entertaining listening to Cornette just melt down over over wrestling nowadays. So, um, yeah, Keith Lee and Hobbs is, that's money. Right there. And they did the right thing of letting Taz coming down and hit yeah, the leg. Yeah, I mean, that was the only way you were going to get any kind of heat. Yeah. That was it. The only person that you could give heat to was fucking Hobbs. That's and everybody he, loves Hobbs. Like, dude, all Hobbs that would have to do was, like, turn on Taz and he'd get, he'd, people would pop. That's it. Like, Hobbs is over. Oh, um, speaking of, I forgot to say about Eddie Kingston. He came out with a Junkyard Dog shirt. I did see that the thump, yeah. And um, there, w- not a lot of people picked that up. Like I didn't know. I did the minute I saw it. I I knew what his, it was. His like he was in the corner, so his back was to me, so I didn't see, see mm-hmm. his shirt. I barely seen the fucking Jericho hitting him with the bat because there was like so much shit going. I'm like watching Ortiz mm-hmm. and them fucking fighting on the outside. Daniel Garcia in the ring with him. Um. So we get to the after after part. Tony comes out and was like, "I want to thank everybody for being here." Um, he wasn't as coked up. He wasn't. He was that. He wasn't as coked out. No, he was pretty mellow. He was low key Tony. It wasn't Ring of Honor fucking coked out Tony. Um, it was the first time he was in New Orleans as for a wrestling show. Yeah, because I mean, other than anything else would have been WrestleMania. Well, no, anything else would have been. Jacksonville versus New Orleans, like Saints versus Jaguars. Yeah. And so he's like, we're, we're the best city, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm sure he's the shit he says, tells everybody. Um, he loves the energy. I was, I was hoping he was like, we'll see you again. Cause there's times when he come out and he'll announce the next show. Like there's there's a different, like you can go to Chicago and announce the next show. Cause you know, it's going to sell out. Yeah. This was not a sellout. Yeah, it was. The Dude. amount of tickets that was still available during Dynamite for Dynamite, yeah. Dude, looking those at those upper like they unless they just let be like that upper bowl, like, yeah. On Ticketmaster, had a bunch of tickets left. Oh well, and then again, like I said, they opened the day of that whole section. Anything below that bowl, from the floor to the hundred section, all of those were fucking taken. Those were. There was not an empty seat. Yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. And there was no. There was what's crazy. There was no tickets on StubHub mm. for that show at all. Huh. All the resale tickets were on Ticketmaster. But no, like all the 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 high end, the high seats. But I mean, UNO is not that big. No. So I'm like, I'm glad that you couldn't see because I know they must have like filled. I don't know what they did, but. Like I know there was I saw sections that were all were according to Ticketmaster still for sale. 
but it looked like there was people in the seats. So Tony Khan comes out and introduces um, Daniel Bryan and William Regal. They come out to the ring and they kind of talk to the crowd a little bit. And it's like, we want to introduce the rest of the, the club, Wheelie Yuta and John Moxley. So they both come out through the audience. Um, Wheelie Yuta extremely over after his match with Moxley and joining the club. And um, they get in the ring and they start talking about how there's a local hometown hero who done good and come back home. And we want to bring him out so he can say a few words to the audience. And Dan Housing shows up. Dan Housing comes to the ring and ends up putting a curse on uh, William Regal because William Regal won't give him Dan Housing his suit and shoes. William Regal does a very funny wobbly legs looking like he's cursed and messed up and the whole time they begging Dan Housing to take the curse back and then Dan Housing takes it back. Um, very funny little uh, skit they do. So Regal um, I mean Danielson gets back on the mic. It's like, all right, let's bring out the real, real Tom hero this time. And then Hook's music hits. Hook comes out. Huge ovation because it's Hook. Hook chant starts. And then next thing you know, Hook just looks at the ring, looks around at the audience, kind of throws his hand in disgust, goes back, goes into the back. And so uh, Danielson says he's going to try one more time. Everybody's chanting for Ricky Starks. Ricky comes out. And before he can speak, the acclaim music hits. You know, he said, I grew up eight minutes from here. And then the acclaim, I'm like, God damn it. I, wanna actually, I wanted to actually hear Ricky speak about being. Yeah, from Metairie. Like back in his home freaking town. Yeah. So the acclaim comes out, which I was pretty excited for because I love everybody loves the acclaim. They cut a rap, shitting on local fucking uh, Louisiana, um, especially the Saints stuff. There was a couple Saints, mm-hmm. and um, so Max Caster gets in the ring, says he wants to. Why everybody's so... That he's the best wrestler. Yeah, he's the best wrestler. He should be in the club and all this other stuff. And he wasn't featured on Dynamite. And, of course, he gets beat up by all the fucking... Yeah, he ta- he takes all the finishers. And I think that's pretty much the Acclaim's job. From, if well, they're not on Dynamite... Well, Bowen's hurt. Yeah, even when Boa wasn't hurt, there's a lot of times of, like, after Dynamite ends... Well, it's because they're they so come over out. as a... Yeah, they come out and do the rap. Yeah. So... Crowd goes home happy. Everybody hits their fucking finishers. And then um, Justin Roberts comes out and thanks us and blah, blah, blah. And then it took me a half an hour to get out of that fucking parking lot. <laughs> I mean, that's not a... By the time it, like... At first, it was just a standstill. Nobody was fucking moving mm-hmm. to get out of there. And then um, once the cops got out there and directed traffic, um, it started to flow more. 
Um, but yeah, it was an awesome show. Do you know how many people in the city of New Orleans had to die for y'all to be able to get good, <laughs> to yeah. get good traffic flow? <laughs> so, I highly recommend going to a AEW show if it comes to your town. Um, it's very entertaining. They put on a great show. Um, if you get a rampage afterwards, I heard those are pretty good. And then they used to do dark. Yeah, if you if you notice, man, like they do three shows usually on a Wednesday: Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage. And the crowd isn't slacking on any of them. It's only in the main event of Rampage because by that time it's like almost midnight. By the time they get to that part, and they usually the main event of Rampage isn't all like like the, the the show the match everybody wants to see is usually what's open in Rampage. Yes. Um, it's like this Friday. It's I'm pretty sure the main event's gonna be Jade versus Marina. Yes, it is. And I read the spoilers already. Like they already they already ruined it because somebody took a picture of there was green balloons in a net hanging over the oh, over the arena. Fucking shit. So somebody took a picture of it and it's like I'm guess Jade's winning tonight. Um, I mean, they ruined the whole like that segment with Marina. Oh yeah, her her match, the one women's match we got, and it's her versus Sky Blue. That that match was just goes to show you like Sky Blue is no is way out of her league in that ring. It looks so bad on television. Well, the thing is, she's extremely young. Like she's <clears throat> brand fucking new to wrestling. Like it looked so bad on television. Um, like I, it looked like legit. It looked like a shoot. Is I, how bad it looked. Like she was so out of sync. It literally just like Marina was grabbing her and throwing her around. I know there was that one spot, like they go up against the ropes, and she was supposed to do like Maria was supposed to do a takedown on mm-hmm. her, and she never went down, but Maria went down, and so Sky Blue kind of just jumped on her to look like she was trying to get a pin. Oh, it that was kind of looked awkward. It like that whole that whole thing looked I'm like that whole thing looked awkward. Also had no idea Kerry Hogan and Kira, Kira Hogan and um well, I mean, Red they, Velvet was in the baddie section. Now, now they have to figure out what to do with them since Brandy's gone. Yeah. Like this is this is fallout from Brandy just up and leaving. Cause Red Velvet was just all she was was the nightmare factor. Was was the factor? Was nightmare fact family? Literally two weeks ago, she came out to help fucking Statlander. Yeah, like it's against um Jamie Hayter. Yeah, no, Jamie Layla. 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 Layla yeah, yeah, Layla Hirsch. <clears throat> but Layla's hurt now, so like, yeah. Oh, is like, she? Yeah. Oh yeah, she fucked up her knee. Yeah. So yeah, this is all. This is what happens when you build an entire division of storyline around one person and when that person just takes their ball and leaves you then now have to figure out what else is going on so i was hoping this week Britt baker would have actually talked shit about brandy because i mean she made reference to red velvet and now pretty much not having anything to do so when i was watching russell talk talk about last week's dynamite from new Orleans. Um, one of the emails they got about the ending made a lot of sense. 
if you're trying to get your foot in the door of a of a foreign market, why have your wrestler from that country always be a bad guy? Wouldn't you want the baby? Fa- I mean, that's be that person <clears throat> to be a fucking baby face. It's it's why I think, and Vince squandered it with uh, what's his face from Saudi Arabia. Oh fucking um, man, man, Mansoor, uh, Mansoor. Like he's a great, great face. Yeah, but they they only ever did anything with him when it was having to do something with building up to a Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, now he's fucked. He he wasn't a twenty four seven skits, but now he's not even in that. Anymore. Yeah, so I mean, it, it comes down to like not. I mean, because Kali came in as a bag, a heel. Uh huh. It's the bringing the tall foreign person to big foreign monster. Yeah. But AEW, um, they're not like they don't have that footing that fucking WWE has globally. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, yeah, so they should have done something different to break in. Yeah, and plus you don't do a lights down, lights on spot for somebody like that you do what you did at battle of the belt that's the spot you do for that fucking person you have him come out and destroy fucking joe yeah or you have joe get out the ring and slowly chase jay lethal and them up the ramp and then he comes out the tunnel and attacks him from behind yeah it, it was it, it I think you could have done it a way where it was kind of still it just it needed to be it needed to be blocked better. When you have somebody that big, the lights on, lights off thing doesn't work cuz clearly those lights were off way longer than they should have been. It's also I hope I hate that fucking head crush finisher. I hope that's not his finisher. Where you just squeeze his fucking head. Yeah, I mean, because you need to be a massive person. I mean, he is a massive person. Yeah. So, I mean, it might work, but again, you couldn't use that on... Like, yeah, you needed to use that on Joe after he was, like, completely wasted. This ending was the most WWE ending. Yes, it was a very WWE ending. That you could ever do. Like, it's, you know, we should have got rid of all WWE that, style when Cody left. <laughs> that wrestler, <clears throat> son, um, Samari, Sam, is that how you say his name? The wrestler, the Indian guy. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, he is the most WWE looking motherfucker. Like, he should be in the WWE. I think he tried out for the WWE. Probably so. Um, It's like what Brian Cage said when he tried out for WWE. He's like, we see you as below average wrestler. And that's why he never really went with them. But, um, Brian cage below average wrestler. All right. Yeah. So we get into the huge news that got announced. That was kind of leaked at least a month ago. I mean, we, we were talking about this months ago that like, this was what was going to happen. Yeah, when when even when when t- uh, Nick Khan was like saying, "Oh no, we have a relationship with 
Because we were with 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 New Japan, and we we're like, yeah, uh huh, sure. They're that's why they're gonna do a, a a super show with AEW and not you. Yes, because we um because we were fucking talking about it. At what the last time we did a podcast about doing a super show against WrestleMania? Yeah, and that was we first brought that up months ago. Yeah. So now it's official that there's gonna be a joint, possibly a yearly pay per view. Of New Japan versus AEW, it's going to be in. Of course, it's going to be in fucking Chicago. It's going to be more than that. You you've got Ring of Honor in it now. It's going to be a true. No, this is strictly AEW New Japan. There's no Ring of Honor. I I doubt it. I, I seriously doubt that's not. You're not going to have like the Ring of Honor champion on that show. Um. So, of course, apparently Suzuki did a dark elevation. Yes, match. and won. I fucking hope he won. He won. Yeah, he he did a dark elevation show and he won. I think he beat the living shit out of QT Marshall. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. So, um, Ishii is fighting Adam Cole at Rampage this week tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. I'll give you two guesses on who wins that match. Um, so Adam Cole interrupts. They bring out the president of New Japan who looked like he didn't want to be there. Like he kind of looked awkward. Like he's not a person that's that comes out in front of... He's not a face of New Japan. Like he's not a Vince or a Tony Khan type character. Like you don't see him. I mean, technically, the only time you see Tony is when he's doing one of these on TV. Yeah. Like, I do think that that he gets, he's in better light to people because he does, like, Vince doesn't come out at a, at a, after Raw yeah. and thank people. Like, no. he's never done that. Like, I think that's what endears Tony to wrestle. Like, that's why he's endeared, like, to the wrestling community, like, the, the internet wrestling community. Yeah, because he's a fan. Yeah. He he's comes good. out and he's like, Thank you for coming. Like Vince could do that. Vince is at every Raw, unless he's not there. He could walk out and be like, "Thank you for coming to Monday Night Raw." Like he could do. Like he could take five minutes to do that, but he's never done it. Like it's 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 like that's yeah, the wrestlers. The wrestlers come out and do it. Yeah, the, to Vince, it's like Vince is above the fans. Like, yeah, it, it's so. Probably the best thing they could have done was have Adam Cole uh, basically make the announcement for them. Mm-hmm. Because Tony Khan um, probably doesn't want to be made fun of again like he when he made the announcement for the uh, Ring of Honor. I mean, he was just really happy he bought Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can... All right. So, Jay White comes out. Adam Cole introduces his best friend, one of his best friends, Jay White. Jay White comes out in front of the audience, does his little Jay White thing, the nerf, the knife porno uh, pervert, sorry. And um, you can look at fucking Tony Khan and he's kind of fucking mocking out. He's like, I got New Japan now. I got fucking the president next to me. I got Jay White in front of me. And all stuff. And he's trying to look like he's pissed because they interrupted his announcement. Yeah, he's like, looking like, concerned, like trying to... He's to hiding the concern, that... Like, yeah, he's hiding that smile. Um... 
so June 26th, we get in, uh, in apparently stardom is not a part of this. So I don't think they're going to do a ladies. So unfortunately, no Maki Ito. God damn it. But apparently she is in the country because she's doing American American shows right now. So she might pop up on Dynamite. God damn this tornado taking all my money. Um, So tickets go on sale May 5th. Fifth or sixth or something like that. Well, I mean, probably the, f- it'll be the fifth is Friday. Is that Friday? Cinco de Mayo? Is that Friday? Yeah. It's also Tim's birthday. Or oh, it's a Thursday. No, because the the strange comes out on the sixth, so that's Friday. Okay. So, um, I'm going to try to get tickets and go to the show. I already talked to my friend in Chicago. Stay stay with them for the weekend. Go to the show. So everybody now is doing their dream matches. Who's going to be on the card? Who's doing what? Instantly, it's either Punk Okada because they try to set... A couple months ago, they tried to set something up between them two because Punk uh, Okada said, who should I wrestle? And this is when Punk first came back and he kind of... And Punk said, here's my address. And he basically gave the address to the United Center. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Punk um, Kenta. Yeah. Battle of the Go to Sleeps. Kenta, ever since the announcement, has been blowing up social media to get this fucking match done. Because this is probably the best opportunity this is going to happen, if, if it does happen. Um, universally, it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus... Um, Will Sabre, I mean, Zach Sabre Jr. Zach Saber Jr. But somebody else posted, it's like, how would you do Blackpool Club versus Suzuki Goon? You can have Moxley and Suzuki square Um, That would be them two. You can have Daniel Bryan versus um, Zach. Yuta versus... Um, Fuck, who else is in Zuki Goon? Lance Archer, maybe? Do like a six-man tag. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, everybody says, you got to have Kenny come back for this. I was thinking Golden Lovers versus Adam Cole and Jay White. I People are saying, which kind of makes sense, is that Undisputed Elite... The five men mm-hmm. versus Bullet Club. Oh, Tom, Tom Bar, Talento, uh, the girls of Destiny, mm-hmm. like their version of like I don't know what the fuck's going on with Bullet Club right now, but you can have them or Kenny comes back with his team of, but the problem is I think Kodobushi I think is still injured with his shoulder and I think Kenny's going to be out. Like, I don't think Kenny's going to, unless he's, he's going to rush I back. Mean, all that or they just, he stays off. Uh, like he just stays out and does nothing until, cause everybody's like, saying that's a surprise return. Cause everybody wants Okada, Kenny. I was like, no, don't do that. Cause you've done it. Yeah. It's been done five times already. Yeah. Um, people said Okada versus hangman. It's like, I don't want to see that. 
I want to see because everybody's saying it's like, oh, champion versus champion. It's like, I don't. No. I, I don't think Hangman's gonna be champion come June. No, I think I think it's gonna be Punk Okada. It's probably gonna be. People want to see possibly fucking Will Osprey versus Pac. Or Will Osprey, um, Andrade can team back up with um, Naito and all them because technically he's the one of the or- original founders of Los Los Ingobernables de Japón. Yes, <laughs> him, Rush, and um, Naito all started it in mm-hmm. Mexico, so. You can have a tag match with them. Um, possibly you can have Mir- people say Miro versus Ishii. Yeah. Could be a fucking a dream match. Um, but the main thing everybody wants, Yano versus fucking Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Technically, they're both in chaos. So <laughs> I don't know how that makes... Um, but yeah, it's going to be, unfortunately, it's like, there's so many combinations you can do that won't make the card unless you do like a fucking, I would assume it'd be like, that would have to be like a four hour card. Oh, easily. Start at seven, probably ends at like 1130. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, do I go, cause that's going to sell out instantly. Like, that's going to be, people are going to travel to fucking see this show. And the good thing is, like, supposedly, like, fans in Japan are very excited about this possibility of them working together and stuff like that. And then calling it the Forbidden Door, just to be on the news about it. Well, no, I mean, I think he, he did say at some point in something, like, he trademarked the Forbidden Door. And now we know why. Yeah. Like, he registered because it was going to be a show. Like, that's the only reason you would do that. I just hope they fucking do at least a good combination of matches. It's also, those tickets are going to get bought up so quickly and resold Mm -hmm. for a fucking stupid amount of money. That's probably going to be the reason why I don't go to the show because a lot of the good seats are going to get bought up and then you're going to have to pay like five times face value. Yeah, that's the problem. But the anything, it's like the stuff they do that weekend, like the meet and greets and stuff like that. And the oh, yeah, that's going to be, ooh, excuse me, that's going to be all, like shit you just would never get an opportunity to. Yeah. To get otherwise. Also, you get Moxley versus Tanahashi. That because Moxley's been calling out Tanahashi because yeah. he wants his fucking belt back. Because Tanahashi's the United States champion, I think. Mm-hmm. And also, AEW doesn't need New Japan like New Japan needs AEW. Yeah, well, yeah, A- New Japan needs AEW as an inroad to America. Ever since AEW started and lost all that talent. And then also lost a lot of talent to WWE. New Japan hasn't been the same since Kenny left. Yeah. Because they tried to make Jay White the new face. Didn't really work. Just just look at Jay White looks like a greasy 
he he can put on great fucking matches. He just doesn't. He doesn't have the presence. No. Of a Kenny. And then they try to make evil. I mean, well, first it was then it was Kenta. When he finally went back to New Japan, mm-hmm. he became Bullet Club. That didn't really work out too much. And then fucking um, they made evil, who unfortunately got hurt. He um, that really didn't fucking work. And now they're doing this thing with the girls of destiny are now good guys. Tonga is basically like, I've never been a face before. I don't know how to write good things on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then one WWE thing that we completely forgot. Um, Kushida was released. Well, he wasn't released. His contract just ended. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was just like, yeah, we're not going to give you a renew. We're not going to renew your contract so you can leave. So he's going to be. No, I think it was, I'm not renewing my contract. I, I think no, it, they, according to Sean and everybody else, WWE never seen anything. He was never going to be called up to the main roster. He was never going to be a big champion in NXT. So they just let him go. He's so dumb. He's 38 years old. So dumb. They, like, they wasted his prime. Yeah. They put him in fucking a shitty tag team jacket time. Yeah, they they wasted his. They wasted th- they hit the three years of his prime from thirty five to thirty eight. They wasted it. So now he doesn't have a ninety day. Comp- He's not no complete. Compete. He can go wherever he wants. Yeah, so there's a possibility he could make his big return to New Japan at that show. Yeah. Because it's already a guarantee that they already said it's a guarantee he's going to fucking he's going back to New Japan. Yeah. So he could be him and fucking Yuta or him and like him and a junior like a um, a Lee Moriarty mm-hmm. could fucking go at it like a like a cruiserweight style match. You can have fucking God. There's just so many combinations like Penta and Phoenix versus. Um. Show and Yo are fucking some of the junior tag team divisions. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. Um, so hopefully this is ain't like a one-off thing. No, I think this is gonna be uh a, a long term. Cause, cause again, it's here's the thing. This isn't gonna be one of those like like again when we all knew Nick Khan was blowing smoke out of his ass. WWE ain't working with anybody that they're going to have to put over. Oh, fuck no. There are going to be AEW people on this show that lose. Yeah. There are going to be New Japan people on this show that lose. It's going to be a mixture of of wins and losses. Like, Vince would never do that. Um... Oh, Just so like if he was gonna let Daniel Bryan go to New Japan and wrestle, and he'd have made, I guarantee he'd have made sure he won everything. He wasn't gonna let his he wasn't gonna let his guy go over there and get beat. Yeah, I can see that. Also, um, this past well, last night's Dynamite. If you go back and watch the Punk Dustin mm-hmm. match. Um, somebody on Twitter did a side by side comparison. If you play back 
the Bret Hart versus Goldust match and the Punk versus Dustin match, it's almost the same spots, the same style and stuff like that, except for the finish. So it's because you know how much Punk and FTR is basically fighting on who loves Bret more, Mm -hmm. especially on Twitter. And apparently there's going to be an indie show where FTR is going to be managed by Bret. So that's slowly getting... I mean, I'm sure, well, uh, again, because, you know, I, I mean, I just, I listen to Cornette to be amused at this point. I guarantee you he's going to hate that match. The, from, from from the punk oh, d- last Dustin. Night. Yeah. yeah. Even and, though, like, because he'll, he'll sit there and say, why? Like, why? 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 Because that's what he loves when he's like, why? Why? Why, why is he playing to these chumps who he should be squashing? It's like, bro, because he's putting them over. Like, he, he, you're right. CM Punk did not have to make Dustin Rhodes look good. The fucking Blackpool Club should have never made Lee Moriarty or fucking Dante Martin look good. That, that, that they put the Lee Moriarty that they got way too much offense in that that match. But guess, also, guess who looks the better for it when it's done? Now you have three people who, yeah, they lost, but oh wait. When they go now beat somebody else, it's believable. It's also Lee Moriarty's hometown, so I think they wanted to like put him. Yeah, you mean you couldn't? You're not gonna have him win, but you can't. You're not gonna squash him sooner or later because he's the one that got most of the offense. Yeah, because sooner or later, like Daniel Bryan called out somebody else joining. Yeah, Yuta Lee and Garcia. Yeah, somebody else is joining the group. Yeah, dude, you can have Garcia versus fucking, um, oh, God, there's so many fucking great matches. Hopefully fucking Jericho doesn't come out with the pain maker fucking gimmick. That shitty fucking New Japan, because I think he trademarked that. But quick last news, uh, apparently WWE's interested in FTR again. They're interested in anybody who they see is... Moving the needle for AEW. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get as many people as possible. From and AEW. you can sit there and say they're interested all they want. They can't do anything because just like their contracts, they, they, it's not like they can go tell FTR, "Hey, we'll so, give you this." So FTR's contracts up this summer. They had a two year contract, but there's a third year option. That Tony can add on, which he's gonna do. Dude, they're not going. I, I don't think they they would not want to go back. There's nothing for them there to even want to go back to, other than money. Dax said it's like if if the right circumstances happen, he can see it. But do you not remember, dude? I'm Icy sorry. Hot? If if FTR was to go back to WWE, then I would really be like, every single one of you indie bitches is exactly that. Yeah, you're an indie bitch, because it's literally just about money. Um, you don't care that they were going to put you in a giant clock and chain. <laughs> and also, you forgot the icy hot incident with the Usos. Well, no, the the, the shaving, shaving of the back. back. Yeah, like yeah, yeah that's what it you want to go. Shaving cream it was icy hot. That's what you want to go back to. So, and also, you got squashed. When you got called up from NXT on that Raw, mm-hmm. uh, 20th anniversary of Raw thing. But um, 
that's why FTR is getting a lot of, I guess, push, and they're starting to win the belts and stuff like that because they want to keep them happy, so they can resign and and keep staying AEW. I don't know. I thought I heard that the option had already been enacted. No, it's. I think it's pretty much a guarantee they're gonna, they're gonna, they doing that third year. Um, Jack Evans got released, or just they no, just gonna let him not, go. Yeah, his 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 contract's not getting renewed, and he had a good response on Twitter because the fan was like, "This is an outrage, blah blah blah." They just wasted you. Blah. He's like, "No, I get it. This is wrestling. This is what happens. This isn't the first time." And he's like, "I didn't do everything I could have done." Yeah. And there's way better talent there that can. It's, it also comes down to, it's like, the fucking um, Wesley and NXT. Like, what are you gonna do with him now that his tag partner got fucking released? Yeah, he's like he's he's like like his time his 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 time's numbered. Yeah. Because he got squashed, I think this past NXT. Because that's all they that, that's all they know how to do. I don't know. I don't know if you dig his wife. NXT now is fucking unwatchable. And it's gotten... Its ratings are hitting lows every fucking week mm-hmm. now. Because I think it hit the lowest. Good on them. Just keep week. riding that shit straight into the ground. Go ahead. Ever since Vince took over. Yep, go ahead. Him and Pritchard. So, you might not... NXT might go back to the Peacock. Or fucking... Uh, Network only. I ain't even gonna do that. They'll get. They'll just stop. Nah, I don't think they'll stop. I do. It will go back to just being the performance center. That's it. There will because it's not like they pay attention to NXT championship. Like it's not like any of that means anything. No, nah, because they don't mention it. Yeah, they don't mention it. They change names. Like we're on the same channel. As Raw is, but uh, for some reason, nothing I do on a Tuesday it means anything on a Monday or a Friday. You know, like people that were wa- people that are watching this show right here on a Monday saw me last Tuesday where my name was this, but you've changed it to this now because so you can own it. That that's it. Vince is dumb. He thinks his company's actually worth shit, money, but it's not. Because you can't have, like, again, you can't have other people play these characters. They are the people that play them. But he thinks he has this big IP thing. It's like, nah, bro, you're not Disney. Mickey Mouse will look the same forever. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you ain't getting new shit out of him in 2045. Allegedly, he feels 100% and he's physically fit and that he's not ruling out a possible involvement in WrestleMania 36. No, 39. Oh, yeah, 39. Bro, whatever. Like, it was fun for what it was, but... uh, Do you think 40 is here? I don't know. Hmm. That'd be awesome. And then Hogan can fuck it up again. Call it the Silver Dome. And just do the whole fucking Caesars bit from fucking, what was it? Uh, oh, WrestleMania 9? Yeah. 
Oh, Jesus, don't do that. I mean, it's going to be the Caesars Superdome. Jesus Christ, I can't, st- I can't even stand looking at the logo. Driving past that thing today. Like, it's so hilarious. They couldn't, like, the Superdome is in the Superdome font. But then Caesars is in the Caesars font. Like, graphic design 101. The shit should be symmetrical and look look good. I mean, it's better than the fucking Mercedes Benz Superdome when Atlanta. Well, no, I mean that was that stadium. W- is dude, that was writing the on the wall. The minute the minute Mercedes put Atlanta put their name on the Atlanta stadium, you knew it was leaving here. Like that was just it. You knew it was coming to an end because it didn't last. Long. At least we got a decent fucking name. We don't have like the crypto dot com fucking. Like, yeah, the for the Staples Center. Centers. Uh, it's still just, it's always just going to be the Superdome. Oh, yeah. No matter what, it's going to be the fucking Superdome. Even after the smoothie, the arena is always going to be the Smoothie King Center. Yeah. Like, it's never going to be anything else. It's going to be the arena or it's going to be the Smoothie King Center. That's it. I mean, it was the Beehive for a long time because of the Hornets. Yeah, but I mean, like, at least you could say Smoothie King's like a Baton Rouge local thing mm. that started, you know... In Baton Rouge. But. Did Smoothie King start here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was why it was a kind of a big deal when they they got the name rights to the arena. It could be the Raising Canes. Yeah. Arena. Free Canes could take it over afterwards. But it's always like the dome's always going to be the dome and the arena's going to be the arena. Or you're going to call it the Smoothie King Center because even after it's named something different. Yeah. I mean, nobody calls it the fucking... It's the fucking Staples Center. Nobody's yeah, gonna nobody's going to call it the crypto.com, yeah. whatever. And even that was still named after a business. That I don't think exists anymore. The Staples still... The I think stores. Staples still exists. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe an online thing only? Yeah, I don't know. But, no. All right, so I guess that will be it for... The Breakdown Pro Wrestling Podcast for this week. Look at that. Aren't we special? Two episodes in one week. I just, I feel all kind of accomplished. Yeah, next week we'll probably have a lot of movie stuff to talk about. Yeah. Try to go watch some stuff. So, uh, uh, for... The Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Wayne. As always, joined by Paul. And we're out.